Welcome to the Roncast, where entrepreneurs find killer tips, techniques, and tools to start and growth hack any business. Brought to you by one of Canada's favorite business personalities, Ron Davies. Ron Davies. Enjoy the show. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Roncast. It has been a little bit of a time. Uh, I've been dealing with a few things and we have them all straightened out now. Uh, what I'd like to kind of do is to, to contextualize what we're doing here, okay? What we're trying to do with the Roncast is to, first of all, make you aware that being an employee isn't the only choice you have out there, okay? There are a lot of inroads to wealth. Um, one of them that is not really an inroad to wealth is being an employee. So we want to give you the opportunity to explore other things without any risk, without really taking any kind of leap of faith. But just to help give you context around that, let me share this with you. Let me share with you how the United States school system was hijacked, basically by the world's wealthiest or the elite, to create a nation of employees. And this is a true story. This is how it really goes. It's going to blow your mind. So back Prior to, say, 1840, in the United States, school was the domain of the wealthy, okay? You weren't entitled to get an education. It was for pretty much wealthy families. Then around 1852, um, Massachusetts put in some law that said every city in the state of Massachusetts had to offer primary school, and it was mandatory for children to attend, okay? So this was the very first time in America that there was school that became mandatory. And for about 50 years, so around 1900, um, there were a lot of changes to the school systems across each of the states. More and more states got got involved and got on board and continued to move in the direction of formalizing school for all children in the United States. Okay, then along came John D. Rockefeller, right? You've heard his name. (laughs) You've heard of Rockefeller. Well, John D. Rockefeller was an oil business guy. Um, He lived in the 1800s to the early 1900s, and it's said that he controlled about 90% of all oil in the United States. And at one point, check this out, you think guys like Musk, Elon Musk are rich? This guy makes Elon Musk look like a pauper, okay? Um, He controlled 90% of all oil, and his net worth was 900 million. That's roughly 3% of United States uh, gross domestic product for that year. So let me let me help you get context on that. So you can see just how wealthy this Rockefeller guy was. In 2021, the United States gross domestic product was $23 trillion. So last year, 2021, if someone's net worth was 3% of that, that would mean their net worth is about 690 billion, which is almost three times the net worth of the current wealthiest person in the world, right? So how does this pertain to the school system? Well, in 1903, this Rockefeller guy created what he called the General Education Board. He donated $129 million, so that would be about $4.2 billion in today's money. And the General Education Board provided funding for schools across the country, and it was integral to shaping the current school system. So what, right? Well, at this time, 
the United States was heading into the Industrial Revolution. So these large business magnets like Rockefeller needed a nation full of docile employees to build their companies. Don't believe me? We'll read this quote. This is a quote, or listen to this quote rather. It's a quote from a guy named Frederick Gates. Uh, he was the business advisor to John D. Rockefeller. So this guy would be a pretty sharp cookie. Well, he said, quote, in our dream, we have limitless resources and the people yield themselves with perfect docility to our molding hand. The present educational conventions fade from our minds and unhampered by tradition, we work our own goodwill upon a grateful and responsive rural folk. We shall not try to make these people or any of their children into philosophers or men of learning or true academics or science. We are not to raise up among them authors, orators, or those that would be inspired, such as poets or men of letters or knowledge. We shall not search for embryo great artists, painters, or musicians, nor will we cherish even the humbler ambition to raise up from among them lawyers, doctors, preachers, statesmen, of whom we now have more than ample supply. That's his quote. This is what he's saying. So what he's saying is that he and Rockefeller want, in their dream, to make it so that you can never get to what inspires you. You can never, and I, can never unlock our genius to pursue what we're passionate about. Wow, right? So potentially, one of the most eerie quotes in American history, nobody knows it. So how did the National Education Association feel about Rockefeller? Well, in their words, they said, we view with alarm the activity of the Carnegie and Rockefeller Foundations, agencies not in any way responsible to the people. In their efforts to control the policies of our state educational institutions to fashion after their conception and to standardize our courses of study and to surround the institutions with conditions which menace true academic and inspirational freedom and defeat the primary purpose of democracy and to heretofore preserved inviolate our common schools, normal schools and universities. So here's kind of a quick timeline of the rest of the 20th century. So 1932, they did an eight-year study. It was largely funded by another business magnate, a guy named Andrew Carnegie. We just mentioned him. And his foundation was completed. The study laid the foundation for schooling reform and is responsible for the school system in the United States and in Canada and in parts of the UK today. In 1946, the Rockefeller Foundation granted the GEB, remember that, the General Education Board, another $7.5 billion, or $110 billion in today's dollars. And in 1968, Edith Roosevelt publicly defamed Carnegie Foundation textbooks. She stated, These children are being indoctrinated with a pattern of antisocial ideas that will completely and violently alienate them from the mainstream of American middle-class values. Wow, that's Edith Roosevelt. So there were countless other public outcries against these guys, against the elite like uh, Rockefeller, Carnegie, and all those cronies. Um... These were people funding the school systems, but controlling them. So they're saying, I'll give you this money, but you're going to do it my way. So was creating the school system a good thing like this, or was it completely evil? Would we have been better off with no school system? Well, I don't think it's that simple. I think there are many positives that came out of it, obviously. But nonetheless, it can't be refuted that the motivations of these business magnates who created the system as we knew it, and as we know it, did not necessarily have the best interest of the students, of us and our families in mind when they created the system as we know it. 
So there's nothing wrong with being an employee or having a nine to five kind of job. But the thing that I absolutely can't get over is how this excerpt I'm going to give you here makes my skin crawl and makes my temper flare. This is the quote. Frederick Gates, remember, we shall not try to make these people or any of their children into philosophers or men of learning or of science. We're not to raise up among them authors, orators, poets, or men of letters. We shall not search for embryo great artists, painters, or musicians. So how sad is it that we don't allow our children to serve whatever their genius may be? Remember what Einstein said. Einstein said, quote, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. So I kind of think we shouldn't make school simply a factory for future employees. That's my feeling. I think we should be teaching life skills in school. We should be teaching entrepreneurship. And one of my favorite things to teach are side hustles. Um, just the easiest example of me of people with great side hustles are my own children, who even as teens had uh, were developing dot-com companies with teams for people to run them. So while they were in school, they were being run. Not all of those initiatives were successful. Make no mistake about it. Failure is definitely a big part of being an entrepreneur. You know, it, it definitely happens. But failure is the only stepping stone to success. And if you don't give up, eventually you get it right. So I have a son who's in the army and he also trades Forex. <laughs> he uses automation to do it. So while he's doing army things, He's training Forex, of course, I do that as well. So that's been shared with him. But ultimately, you're not trapped. And when we went through COVID and all these people said, well, you know, I've got to get the vaccination to get my job. You know what? Getting vaccinated is your choice. Everybody should get to choose. It should not be a government thing. Uh, but those people who really didn't want to get it, but got it anyway because their jobs required it, they should have talked to me. They should have talked to somebody and realize how many ways out there are. And some of the people that I helped during COVID that left their corporate jobs, particularly high-end corporate jobs, but not exclusive to that, have gone off to create their own businesses that are doing really, really well now. And they said the best thing that ever happened to them was losing that nine to five situation. But that's it for today. I just wanted to get this out to you guys, um, how the education system was built. So you can see why, if all you think about is being an employee, well, this is why. It's been beaten into you. You have cognitive dissonance. As soon as someone says entrepreneur or investor, you're just going to reject it because that's what the school system's taught you to do. Have a wonderful day. My name's Ron Davies, and uh, this is the Roncast. Bye for now. That's it for this episode of the Roncast. Be sure to subscribe and tune in again for killer tips, techniques, and tools to growth hack any business. We hope you've enjoyed the show.